Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Welcome, everybody, to Me Time. I'm your host, Maggie Lawson, and I am uh, super excited, kind of nervous, for this episode because it is, I, I threw out an Ask Me Anything, which I have never done, and you all, like, hit it out of the park with these questions. They're so thoughtful. There were so many, so I want to say thank you. And then also, I think what we're going to do, just so this isn't a five-hour episode, because y'all know I love to talk, is break this up into categories of questions that you asked, because they're all in different places, and I think I want to spend time in each of the categories. And again, without you know making a five-hour episode, we're just going to break this up into multiple episodes. And this week's will be all of the sort of me time themed questions. And I'm going to start this week by talking about my me time over the last week, which was uh, really special. I definitely have some highlights. Anyway, so thank you all for your questions. And I will get to all of them because they're all so good. And I hope you all found time to have some me time over the last week. I hope you're finding it every single day. This is like my favorite topic and I feel like it's so different for everybody. And I was thinking back over this last week of how, like what kind of came to me as, oh, that was like such a moment of, you know, restoring. As I always say with me time, it literally can be scrolling on, you know, YouTube and zoning out. It can be standing in the sun for a minute. It can be Whatever it is that sort of brings you back to yourself for a second, or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it connects you to somebody else or just something that fills your soul for a little bit that makes you kind of feel whole again. As I was thinking back over the last week, I was lucky enough, I would say on the big extravagant kind of me time thing, I was lucky enough to see Beyonce live in concert on her Renaissance tour. And that was powerful. And the experience of it, like watching her perform like she's just next level anyway, like there are no words. (laughs) But there was a moment at the beginning of her concert that when she came out, she sang for a bit, and then she went into basically like a gratitude list where she just spoke for a while about all of the things that she is grateful for. And we experienced this with her. She was super emotional. We were emotional. It was just, it felt religious. It was such an experience. And I was really moved by that. And I'm I'm still in the process. I'm still processing it because it, it was, it was really powerful. Made me love her even more if that was even possible. And then on the sort of quieter side of things, my horse trainer had been out with an injury for a little while. So I hadn't been to a lesson in a bit and I got back, she's back. So I got back to my horse and uh, riding and that was just really, really, really wonderful. And I would say the really quiet moments of me time, one of them actually happened 
did you all see that fiery, those of you in LA, this like fiery sunset we had that was actually a 9-11. It was, it was so insanely beautiful and powerful. Uh, it was weird because I was like scrolling through my phone and I was like, I kept seeing these photos of this double rainbow that was happening in New York, which is also just very powerful and poetic and on that day. And then to have this kind of fiery sunset here in LA, and I think there was a rainbow as well. I did miss that, but I was late and actually canceled something just so I could, <laughs> I'm not suggesting people cancel plans or whatever, but um, ended up just being late for it. But I, I just so I could stand on my balcony and take that in for a few minutes. And one of my other, that was one of my favorite moments of, of the week in me time. And then the last thing was uh, my record player. I, my, I've had a record player. I moved, and so I'm just now sort of, uh, you know, I've been slow to get things fully set up and in their place and all of that. And I have this record player that I absolutely love. And I don't know what inspired me the other night. I was late. I was tired to just hook it up, plug it in. And I listened to several songs from my from Carole King, Tapestry. I listened to Jeff Buckley and may or may not have just for fun, put on my Vince Guaraldi trio, Charlie Brown Christmas album, because it's amazing on vinyl. And I laid on the floor of my office and just listened to music. And I think that might win of the me times of the week, but they're all, they were all special and they were all, yeah, those are the ones that kind of come to mind, but I feel like I have so many throughout the day. So that's just me talking about my me time. Oh, I had some great meals too. Went to Sunset Tower. It was very, very nice. Had a lovely dinner there. And Kazunori here in LA, um, they're a, uh, an all uh, roll place. Like, so sushi, it's sushi. It's all sushi rolls. Um, and I think they're of the like sugarfish family. Kazunori does this, you make your own hand roll kit that you can like Postmate and then make your own hand rolls. I highly recommend 10 out of 10, such a fun experience, love doing it. And, um, that was probably my food highlight, honestly, of, of the week and will now probably be in regular rotation in my life. Uh, okay, so let's get let's start with these me time questions. So again, I'm gonna break this up into categories because you all are amazing and so thoughtful. And I I want to then answer the questions in the same way. Um, and I, there's just no way that the, that I could do all these categories in one episode. So we're gonna start simple and start with one. And that is the me time themed questions. Oh, this is a good one. What moment of impact caused you to start facing your fears, sharing paintings, podcast, etc.? Okay, and that is from Beckett's O'Hara. Okay, that's the handle anyway. I feel like I've had so many moments of impact in my life uh, as we do. But if we're just speaking to, because I could talk about that, that's a whole podcast episode. If we're just speaking to paintings and like sharing my paintings and um, doing podcasts, which uh, I know I've talked about a lot on here, is a is a fear that I have been facing. I think it would be two two things, and then the the but of those two things, one was the major thing, which was Peanut, my dog, of like eight years, um, passing away suddenly, in at the end of uh, 2021. But right before then, we went into a global pandemic. And so I feel like those two things together kind of made me, as it did everyone, feel super vulnerable. It was like worst case scenarios 
happening. I mean, that was the deepest pain I've ever I've been, ever been in. So I think what it kind of made me look at uh, having a the isolation and time alone with COVID, then losing Peanut. Uh, look at all the things that I feel like I say to myself, like either I'll get to that one day. I'll do that after I get this job or after this thing happens or when I'm that age or this or that or blah, blah, blah. There's like kind of always the, these things that I've wanted to explore or know about myself or try. And I don't want to say, I mean, I've been lucky to be very busy in my life. And, you know, so I won't say I'm just like making excuses to not do it. But I think it made me sort of see how much I play a role <laughs> in my own you know, whether procrastination, not doing something, my, my own fear. And I think something about losing Peanut made me feel like I had nothing to lose after, like there was almost this, 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 it was such a deep sadness and such a deep loss. And she was my best friend and we did everything together, my little partner in crime. And, you know, I thought we, we, we had, a, we had a lot more time. Um, as people do around grief and sudden death and those things. So it was sort of wrapping my head around that. And then I think because of that, in a lot of ways, there was really, I, I, I didn't really have a distraction or anything else to, I was just in my pain and I was in myself. And uh, and I think that I, I think I started to get overwhelmed by I think we do get overwhelmed by like thinking that if we want to start something new, um, you know, we see like the end picture, like Sona talked about this just with decluttering, which is kind of relates to life, which is a lot of times we don't want to take on the project because it just, we are thinking of the, like how to get to the end, which is so big, so massive, so time consuming and so heavy. Uh, but if you just start small and take a little step, you know, in that direction, you kind of know pretty quickly if the door is going to open or not, just kind of crack that door open and see if it opens and just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And so I think that, um, I think with like painting, I think with podcasts, I think with new projects, what I did was for me, I was just, I was, I was just kind of tired of my own bullshit. The only thing ever holding me back from doing anything I wanted to do or wanted to explore, whatever it was me. So it was, you know, we have all these, we have our stuff, we have our, these voices, we have our head, we have our heart. And, you know, I think Peanut did sort of keep me in my heart, uh, just without effort. And I think I've had to work harder to kind of stay in that space and get out of my head a little more. And I will say, I feel like I've learned so much from other people who share their art and share their stories. I, it's not always perfect. It's maybe not exactly what I went through or what, but I can always like relate or learn something or find comfort. And so I think I kind of saw after this thing that happened with Peanut, just the pain I was in and the comfort I was getting from people, other people sharing about grief or just sharing art or sharing something beautiful or talking to, you know, listening to an interview with somebody kind of inspired me to, to get out of my head and get out of my bullshit, as I say, and just take the first step, which in the podcast was just making the call and talking about it and then taking that step. And as far as the paintings go, you know, it's scary. It's very soul bearing. So I don't, yeah, I, I'm still getting in the, I, that's the other thing I want to say is like, I'm not, I'm still facing my fears like every day right now. <laughs> this is that. So it's not like, 
like, oh, I, I stepped into it and now I'm, I've conquered this fear. It is a work. Uh, it is a practice every uh, single day. And I'm just a student of all of this. So I don't have like a formula or I'm, I have most of my guests on to learn from them. And I'm sort of just figuring this out as I go because uh, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. <laughs> so anyway, I hope that answers sort of answers the question. I know that was really, really rambly. So the question was, my dog passed away about a year and a half ago. She lived with my dad, so I saw her when I would go visit, but I still to this day, I hear her walking or running through the house when I go visit. Do you think this is a normal part of grief? and maybe a sign that I do need to start my dog search again. The normal, I think that normal is a tricky word just because grief is different for everybody. I don't know that there's normal grief or abnormal grief. Grief is just grief, at least from what I've learned and experienced and talked to like other people about. And I would say the hearing, the of co- of course um the of course you would still hear uh your your doggy you know and the footsteps i mean i still it's been almost will be coming up on 2 years with peanut soon and i i still have moments when i hear or think that i hear her little toenails tapping around on the floor i can barely talk about this still so i just want to say i don't think that just don't judge yourself for anything that, you know, whether it's normal or not, I don't think there is a normal or abnormal. And I think that we can get into like, you know, judging ourselves or feeling like we should be further along in the process. We should feel better. We should be better. We should be stronger. We should, you know, all those things. And the truth is, I I think we just have to go through each thing as it comes up and pain as it comes up and, you know, you may hear those footsteps forever because your doggy is a part of your heart. And, you know, it's just something we, I think, like live with now. I don't know that grief, I don't know that we actually ever get over it. At least I don't, I don't know. This is, you know, in my experience, I feel like it's just something we kind of learn to live with because they're always with us. So I think there's also that I feel peanut still in everything I do. And I think you'll feel your doggy as well, even if you get another doggy. To that, I'll say, uh, to, to know, is that a sign that you're ready? I feel like there's no way to say, yes, I'm ready, or no, it's not time. I think your dog will find you, and when you're ready, or when you start looking like you'll kind of know. I hope, anyway. I, I That's sort of the way I see it. But again, that's just different for everybody. I, like... I, there is absolutely no way to say what works for one person or another person when it comes to grief, when it comes to being ready for another dog, when it comes to any of those things. I think you'll just know. And when you meet your dog, you'll know that's your dog. And I, I mean, I know that's sort of simplifying it, but I think it's true. And um, yeah, so I would just say, take all the pressure off. Like, do I need to know? Is it is it the time? Am I doing it right? Is it normal to hear this? I think it's just, it is what it, it is. And that is where you are. And dog, your, your, your next dog will find you. And don't rush that process. You know, just be really gentle with yourself around all the feelings. That's what I would say. 
Do you have a dream podcast guest? That's from Sean Quinn. You know, it's funny. Every time I have a, a guest, I feel like it's my new dream podcast guest. You know, obviously Pop It is my, I, I, I love, I love Pop It so much. And you all know how close Melanie and I are. It was very fun to have her on a podcast, even though I think we just giggled the whole time. And I don't know if anybody understood anything we were saying, because it was so many like inside jokes, but I just think she's an incredible person. And I, I loved having her, but I, I honestly, I learned something from everybody. I know this is kind of a boring answer to be like, oh, I really want to have this person. But I feel like every single person I have, I'm completely moved by their story or their experience. And it kind of turns into like, like I'll, I'll hang up the call and, or hang up the Zoom or finish the interview and be like, oh my God, that was amazing. I learned so much. So anyway, I don't know if that helps. What do you feel after seeing viewers share their own me time with you after every app? Oh, oh my God. This is, this is my favorite. Please keep doing this. Please keep sharing your me time. Please keep tagging us. Please keep like, because what I love about even this, the idea of me time is that it is different for everybody and it can be so, so, so simple. It can be you know, uh, as we say, we it's just stepping outside for an extra minute and looking at the sunset, taking the long way home. Um, it can be the smallest thing. Yeah, taking a, an, an extra couple of turns just so you can finish listening to your favorite song before you get home. Like, I... Uh, it can be scrolling your favorite funny videos on YouTube or whatever it is that you, you know, zone out to um, that just sort of gives you a moment of peace and brings you back to yourself a little bit. Um, I, so I, when you all share, it just, it reminds me how, um, different, unique and special that time is for everybody. And I also just love that, that you all are taking that time and, and doing it, whatever it is. So, so I, I, it makes me so happy. It warms my heart. It makes me, it inspires me to think about and, um, you know, take my own me time, but also just like what, how different that is and how unique we all are. And, um, yeah, it makes me think about episode ideas. I mean, it's really inspi inspiring. So please, please, please keep sharing. I'm coming back up here. Okay. If you didn't act, what would be your preferred career? I don't know. I mean, I've always said I would probably like have been a veterinarian or I just have a ranch where I just take in all, you know, from horses and cows and dogs and cow like rescue, just a huge plot of land that, uh, that houses all, uh, rescue animals. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid though, when I was younger, I wanted to be a journalist. So I still think I have that in me a little bit. I would, I, I do like that. I mean, I'm hosting now, so I'm kind of in that, a little bit in that space. Uh, so it's not that surprising, but yeah, those are probably my preferred, preferred. They come to mind right away. Uh, what is my favorite part of the day? Bright eyed dreamer. Oh, I have two. So morning, like I'm doing this in the morning right now when I'm having my coffee. That is my like, what is today going to bring? I'm having my coffee. I'm feeling so peaceful. Um, my coffee is, that's a, that's a huge part of my me time just because I, there's something about it for me that is, it's just, it is my peace. If I have a call time at work at 5 a.m., I will wake up at 3.30 so that I have an hour to drink my coffee and then I can shower and then I, like I need this time. So that's my, that and of course, sunset. If you know me, that's, uh, it's, it's, it's my favorite. I love catching a sunset. I'm always moved by the sunset. I love the, I, I, 
anyway, so yeah, my, my favorite, my favorite time of like my peace is, is my coffee, but I, I like to sort of finish the day with the sunset and be in awe and they're getting really good in LA right now because it's fall. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know about you all, but I find there's something about the middle of the night. If I wake up in the middle of the night, this is when my brain starts like playing tricks on me. It's like the worst thoughts, the scariest thoughts, the most panicky thoughts tend to happen in the middle of the night when you're actually just trying to rest. Do you all have that as well? And then I'm tired. And then it just, it's not good. They're like little mini panic attacks. That's what happens to me anyway. Do you ever find that you're just trying to fall asleep as you're trying to fall asleep? Your brain suddenly won't stop talking. Do you all have this too? Do your thoughts start racing right before bed or at another inopportune moment, like the middle of the night when you're trying to sleep? It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. This is where I feel like therapy, you all, I know it sounds like a broken record, but I feel like therapy is so helpful in us understanding ourselves better. And so it's nice. I feel like it's been helpful for me anyway to kind of talk through that. That way, when those 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 thoughts come up in the middle of the night, I can almost like have a little relationship with them and be like, oh, hey, I see you. You're not going to disrupt my sleep tonight. I don't even know if you're real. So I'm going to just swat you out of here. You're not welcome here. I don't know if that's the best coping skill, but I'm just saying that's sort of what I've I've been trying and have learned to do. And I think therapy has been really helpful in, in, in learning to do that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. It's that easy. I've done it. You sign up. It's super, super simple, and it, the whole experience is tailored so that you can feel safe. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MeTime today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MeTime. Let's see. Favorite hikes, outdoor places to visit in LA? Just moved here and need to recharge in nature. Emma Court. Okay, couple, few, got it. There are so many hikes that are so good in LA. It really just depends on where you are. There are, like if you go out, you wanna go out like the Malibu Bluffs, um, Soledad Canyon. Uh, those are like, the Malibu Bluff hike is really, it's kind of simple, but you do kind of end up literally at the bluff looking over the ocean. It's insane. Oh, I think it's called Donna's Peak. This is in Burbank. Um, Donna's, uh, something. Anyway, and, uh, that's in Burbank. Uh, I love Bronson Canyon that goes up by the Hollywood sign. It kind of splits off. You can do... You can hit Griffith Park this way too. I love the Griffith Park hikes. Uh, there's one up a street called Commonwealth. If you just follow that all the way up, there's also the old zoo hike, uh, which is over by Griffith Park as well. There are amazing hikes in Topanga. Lately, I have been in Fryman Canyon, but then there are these other trails that there's like the main Fryman Canyon that a lot of people do, but then there are these other trails that kind of like one of them starts at Mulholland and goes down. In, and it hits the main Fryman Trail, but then you go back up and you get these like gorgeous views overlooking the city. Oh, I could talk about this forever. Also, the Huntington Gardens and some of the botanical gardens around LA are absolutely incredible. And then obviously, I mean, nature in general, the beach, the trees, 
any of that. I mean, I could talk about, that's a whole other podcast episode I could probably spend. Do I have a favorite movie or book series? I do have a favorite book series, uh, the Neapolitan novels by Alana Ferrante. I've never, you know, I get like getting into the, getting into a series of books. I just never have really hit or found mine that I was crazy fangirling over. I'm sorry to admit, like I love the Harry Potters, love the Twilights, love the, you know, all those, but I never like, it just wasn't something I couldn't put down and completely fangirled over until the Elena Ferrante uh, series came along. And that was something I was like, oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah, this is mine. This is mine. And it's four books, the Neapolitan novels, and it just goes through and dissects and looks at female friendship on so many different levels. And I, I'm, I'm, I, I almost can't, I love these books so much. In fact, I might go back and read them. Yeah. Okay. So what's my me time beverage in the morning, afternoon and night? Okay. Okay. This one's fun. Morning. I love a latte. I have an espresso machine. I use my Nespresso pods. I usually make the second latte decaf. I drink them over a while. Like I don't inhale my coffee. I like to sip it. I have a little milk frother, put my almond milk in there, and I give it a nice foam. And uh, yeah, often have to heat it, reheat it up because it takes me a while to drink it because I love to savor every single drop of my morning coffee. I love that time. Afternoon. For a pick-me-up, I tend to go matcha. I love matcha. I have my own matcha. Sometimes I really love old-school Starbucks matcha latte. Still, it's it's very good. I know that I think a lot of people maybe look down on that as a matcha latte, but uh, meaning Starbucks, but I love it. It's always been my favorite, and... Um, I would say I I almost get that daily. Um, so that's that. And then uh, let's see, evening. Well, throughout the day, I drink a ton. <laughs> this is fun to talk about. I, I love Spindrift. I'm obsessed with Spindrift. So I love the, the lemon. Simple. It's fantastic. I, ca- I can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of it. I drink it all day long. And evening, y'all know I love wine. Right now, I'm kind of in a white... Um, light phase. So yeah, I've been drinking and and a red light phase. So light reds, light whites. I have been drinking, I've been discovering and re- like some new sparkling wines. I love champagne and there are a lot of really fun sparkling wines that are coming out of interesting places that uh, I'm really falling in love with. I think I talked about Girard, the Cremant de Girard. And then I love champagne. And if I'm drinking a white right now, I'm loving like an Albarino and a red, I'm in like a Beaujolais. And if it's after dinner, sometimes I love a Fernet. Sometimes I love an Amaro. Sometimes I just love a chamomile tea. Like today, tonight, as I'm doing this, it's a chamomile tea night. And I love a little honey. And when I feel a little run down, I love a hot toddy. Okay, I could talk about beverages clearly. I could talk, I could do an entire episode on my beverage choices throughout the day. But I think that covers it. Okay. Uh, Favorite moment of the year? This is really hard. So far, I would have to, it'd be a toss up. It would be my trip to New York in June, which just start to finish was incredibly magical. I went to see a play, Master of Puppets. I had a little work to do and, you know, got to see some people. It was just, there was just something about it that was really special. So my trip to New York would be one. I'd say my first night in my new apartment 
discovering the sunset (laughs) and how beautiful it is was one. And I would say the Taylor Swift concert in my year so far, I would say those are my, probably my top three, my birthday night, all of those. Okay. Last question kind of about me time, because listening to music is one of my favorite little me time things. I got the question, what is your favorite Taylor Swift album? What's so funny is I wasn't really a Swifty before I saw the concert. I know I'm like late to the party. I'm a fan, was a fan, have been a fan, but like seeing her live made it a whole, it was just an incredible experience. That said, I would probably have to go with Midnight's as far as a band, uh, sorry, as far as an album, probably Midnight's, though I do absolutely love Evermore. Yeah. It just reminds me so much of the pandemic. I think that was just something I really listened to during the pandemic. So I Evermore has like a place in my heart, but I'd probably go with Midnight's overall as an album. My two cents. Okay. And those of you, you know I'm, well, not that those of you, but I know some of you know how much I love the song Exile. And I was lucky enough to be at the concert the night that Taylor sang that one. Was the secret song. So, yeah, okay, so I'm gonna end on that note. My favorite Taylor Swift album. How fun. Oh, and a reminder please keep sharing your me time. Literally can be anything. The other day, I stared at a butterfly and just watched it for a little bit, and it made my whole day. Anyway, so however you spend it, whatever you do, love to see the pictures, tag us in them. We love it so much. Thank you all so much for listening to the very first Ask Me Anything uh, that will turn into many just from this slew of questions because there were so many and we've actually put them in categories. So I feel like today's we're all, this one is gonna be all me time themed because these were sort of me time oriented questions. But we have many categories. We had like some advice questions. We have lots of uh, top three list questions. We have products and beauty and all kinds of stuff. Wine, food, travel, all of it. So we're going to get to every single one. Thank you all so much for listening. And uh, as always, follow us at Me Time with Maggie and keep sharing. And please continue to tag us in all of your Me Time adventures that you're having, whether simple, whether extravagant, whatever Me Time means to you. We love seeing it. It inspires me and everybody else. So tag us, we'll share it. And thank you all. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.